does big footy deals? Dick does at Dick Smith. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to fall the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies, one team, twenty eleven, live across Australia. The Ruck, and coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, hello everybody, and welcome to the Ruck. What a special day it is. We are going to completely pretend that last night didn't happen. <laughs> Just did absolutely not happen. Nothing happened in Auckland. Tim Horan's there. Nothing happened in Auckland last night, did it, Timmy? No, not not at all, Tony and Berkey. Good to uh, speak to you guys here yeah, from Auckland. It's uh, I tell you what, uh, it was a sea of green yesterday for 24 hours. There was no beer left before the game, and there was certainly no alcohol left after the game. The Irish, uh, I tell you what, they were smiling, they were singing, and they're still going this morning. Was there was there any gold out there? Help me. I mean, there's the green, but was there any green and gold? Oh, there was. There was a pl- plenty of um, Australian supporters, Wallaby supporters in Auckland, and a lot of tour groups uh, were here for the match. A lot of people have flown over and back for the game and. I tell you what, the the Irish supporters are probably outnumbered Australia. Probably sixty percent Irish supporters here. A lot of backpackers here saved their money to go to the game, and it was a wonderful atmosphere at Eden Park. Sixty-two thousand people, but. I tell you what, there's a lot of disappointed Wallaby fans here mm. and right throughout Australia and the world. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe we will tell you. Ireland 15 beat Australia 6. That's what happened. That's what we are talking about. Uh, before we get to that game uh, specifically, and I, I, Timmy, I want to talk about that atmosphere as well. Uh, Matt Burke, I just need to address an issue with you. Mm. Uh, in Sydney today, now you're in Sydney, Timmy's in, in Auckland, there was a bit of a, a marathon. Now, I understand there were some train change traffic conditions. How did you uh, get to the studio this morning? Yeah, well, I, I got my, uh, my own bib on this morning. And uh, I had to walk to work, basically. Uh, tunnel closed. Uh, I should say bridge closed. Mm-hmm. Anzac Parade closed. Kensington uh, Road closed. Uh, mm-hmm. I was stuck on the other side of the city. And from, from all my love and all my, hey, I've got to get to the work. I've got to go to, I've got to, go to the ruck. Yeah. I got denied by the uh, men in blue every time. So I walked to work this morning. It was great. It was good to see everyone you, pushing were, along. Were you one of those ones who just, you know, you see the, the, the lead pack going and you just sort of slide in from the side and sort of wave through him <laughs> yes. as you're going? You know? Well, as the, as, the, as the, I suppose you call it, the snake was sort of going through, uh, where are we, sort of through the park there at Hyde Park, and mm-hmm. I said to the policeman, I said, can I uh, slink across? And he goes, mate, you're going to have to wait for a break. And I said, that could be four hours later. And he said, no. Nah. I said, look, I'm off. I'm go, go, go. So I don't think I was the only one sprinting this morning. Argentina 43 beat Romania 8, South Africa 49 thrash Fiji 3, Ireland 15 beat Australia 6. It was at Eden Park. Of course, Australia hasn't won at Eden Park since Billy McMahon was Prime Minister. Uh, <laughs> we thought it was all about the All Blacks. Turns out it's not any team that plays us over there uh, has a bit of a leg up. We'll get to that game in some detail. Timmy mentioned the uh, sort of crowd that was there. Many of them, I guess, not just the Irish uh, people, but anybody who was uh, a Kiwi probably supporting the team that's playing against the Wallabies. So much so that uh, the the Irish skipper Brian O'Driscoll had this to say after the game. It was the performance we knew he had in us. That, you, know, you swear we were in Dublin with that crowd. Absolutely incredible support and it was our job to give them something to shout about. And they did indeed. When we get to that game next, plus all that's happening at the World Cup in beautiful New Zealand where dwarf throwing and blonde groping is a national pastime. Who does big footy deals? Dick does at Dick Smith. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The player of the tournament in the World Rugby World Cup, was it 99, Timmy? 
Yeah, it's a long time ago now. Player of the tournament. I love that stat. We have Matt Burke, of course, who uh, was uh, one of the champion, Matt all-time Burke. champion. Knock um, on. Yeah, and I've watched a lot of rugby. <laughs> uh, basically, Matt that's Burke, where we're knock at. Knock on. Have you, you got that, are you playing that again, Tony, this week, are you? No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> this week, no, it's all about you, and uh, I'm just bigging you up this week. Thank you. The, sadly, the, the Wallabies went down last night 15-6 to to Ireland at Eden Park. It was a, a severe loss in terms of what it means, Tim, uh, the road that they now must take to get anywhere near the final of this World Cup. Well, yeah, well, it, what, what it means now is that Australia, if they come second in the pool, which looks like will happen unless... unless Italy beat Italy Ireland. Beat Ireland um, and that'll throw a cat. Um, but, yeah, uh, it looks like Australia will finish second in this pool, which means they have to play the first place of Pool D, mm-hmm. which looks like will be South Africa. So if it all goes to plan now, which it might not either, but it looks like Australia will, may have to play the Springboks in the quarterfinal if they get past the Springboks. Then they might have to play the All Blacks in the semifinal. So what it's done, it's actually put all the virtually all the Southern Hemisphere teams in one side of the pool. And then you'll have Wales, Ireland, England, and probably Argentina or France on the other side of the pool. Yeah, well, that does, uh, I guess, so we play little tri-nations uh, on our side, <laughs> and away we go, play against the Northern Hemisphere side. All right, well, the game itself, uh, we talked about the support that was there for the Irish. Uh, I was watching in Melbourne with a lot of AFL fans, and as an advertisement for the game, it wasn't so sensational because it was one of those games while the Irish, that Ford t- t- they muscled up, but it was a stop-start affair, wasn't it? It, it was indeed, Tone, and I think on the back of that, what... What the Wallabies uh, lacked last night was a bit of patience, a bit of a bit of understanding of how to how to perhaps slow the game down, how to how to make it their pace, if if you called that. And and we heard, um, I mean, I was watching you guys last night, Helmy, and I heard you guys talking about just slow it down, like slow the play down, slow the kickoffs down, just get yep. some composure. I think, and and that's where that's where the Wallabies lost it last night. I, I thought that they didn't have that understanding of what to do in certain critical times of the game. Well, Berkey, it's about um, man management and game management, and it was, it was about wet weather football. We, the Wallabies, struggle to play wet weather night football and yeah. have done for many years. And I reckon you go about 15, maybe 20 test matches, probably every 15 test matches, you have to play a tight, boring, um, close game of rugby and just kick your goals. And that was the game last night the Wallabies need to play. Not only open, expansive game of rugby, exactly what Ireland played. They kicked the ball high, they put it in front of their forward pack, and it just worked well. And they, talking to Alan Gaffney, who's the assistant coach of the Irish team, who's actually coming out to be assistant coach of the Waratahs mm. next year in Super Rugby with Michael Foley, the head coach, talking to him after the game and Les Kiss, the defensive coach, they were saying, all we want to do is slow the whole game down. So every time there was a stoppage in play, we, we sent a, a forward on the ground with an injury yep. and slowed the whole game and stopped the game. Did you see, I was going to say, Tane, if I can just jump in there, yeah. did you see... What I liked last night was was one when Ronan O'Gara came on, uh, and, and you guys mentioned it. How about you just don't win a kicking duel with him? But then also the first time last night that they actually attacked Cooper in defence by a high ball, so it didn't have to go you know touch the cloud so to speak. It just had to be enough. So as he caught the ball, he got hit at the same time, and and there was just pressure on him the whole way through. What about the crowd booing every time he got the ball? It was quite incredible. Yeah, yeah it was. You mentioned Les Kiss, of course, a former rugby league player uh, who now is a defensive coach of Ireland. I, I googled Les Kiss just to see how good a tackler he was. Gee, it took me to some interesting <laughs> places uh, when you put Les Kiss in there. Let's not go there right. Now, Will Gania got picked up and driven back as well. Their forward intensity was brilliant, though, the Irish. 
th- they were fantastic, the Irish. They, I mean, their back row had uh, a Ferris in the back row, O'Brien, O'Callaghan, everything with an O in front. They were, uh, they were fantastic. <laughs> and the, the way they got across the advantage line and just the... I mean, you could see from the start the anthem the Irish rugby anthem, not the national anthem, yeah. the Irish rugby anthem, it was just belted out by everyone in that ground, uh, even Australian supporters and everyone around the world, and you knew then, oh, this is game on. So oh, it was a wonderful performance, but it, it throws that World Cup pool, uh, and it, it's surprising that the Kiwi supporters were all supporting the Irish, and then they realised when the Irish won, they cheered, and they realised, oops, we may have to play the Wallabies in the semi-final. Yeah, that's right. So man of the match... Uh, there was one person I thought stood out, uh, Matt Tim. Oh. Who did you think it was? He didn't have a number on his <laughs> did, back did either. He have a number. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, the inc- referee, uh, the referee Bryce Lawrence. He struggled. He, um, I mean, I, I still think Ireland would have won the game. I think the passion and, and the smarts of the Irish team and their, and their game plan outthought Australia in those type of conditions, wet weather footy. But Bryce Lawrence, he really struggled and, and didn't put on a. You know, the rugby's on a world stage and you need a referee to let the game flow. If a scrum goes down and the ball is at the back of the, the scrum, should be just play on, let the game go because the supporters and everyone around the world are watching it and well, that, that's didn't what, put a good spectacle on. Uh, that, that's what we see though, Timmy. That, that's the, that's the, the common sense side of it though, isn't it? But uh, they've got their own sort of uh, rules and, and, uh, and I suppose KPIs that they have to tick the boxes as well, don't they? Because they get... Well, well they're, trying to get, they're trying to get a final as well, but correct, as you yeah. know, or a semi-final. They, they get assessed on, on their games, and if it's, if it's not, not... How do you say it? If it's not so much the letter of the law, but if they, if they show common sense, they, they get, a, I suppose, in a way, a cross beside their name because they haven't gone to the, you know, what the, the referees, uh, Paddy O'Brien, maybe another Irishman, is he, mm-hmm. um, has, uh, has done from that as well. Paddy O'Brien may be another Irishman. That is one of the great <laughs> sentences. Uh, gentlemen, just, so- Kiwi though, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just something for you to think about. Uh, I'm going to come back to you. What does this actually mean? Can you put your hand up now and say Australia can and still win this World Cup? Because that road looks incredibly difficult. All ahead on the ruck. Who does big footy deals? Dick does at Dick Smith. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Uh, We've been talking, of course, about the Irish, that upset win over the Wallabies. And upset would probably be the right word to describe the mood in the Wallabies dressing room last night after that defeat. We are kindly joined now by Centre for the Wallabies, Pat McCabe. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for doing this. I know it must be difficult. What was the vibe in the room uh, after that loss? Um, yeah, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. I think um, I think everyone knew that we'd sort of uh, let ourselves down with, with how we played. So um, there was um, a lot of sort of frustration and disappointment there, and then a bit of sort of resolution at the end, just to to, to learn from our mistakes and sort of thing. Uh, Pat, Tim here. Mate, you obviously defended very well. You didn't get a lot of the ball, you personally, in, in the game. Where do you think the Wallabies went wrong? Do you think we struggled to sort of grasp that sort of wet weather football? Because it, I know it rained before the game and during the game in the second half, but we seem to try to throw the ball a bit wider instead of maybe you know, playing a similar style of game than the Irish did. Yeah, Tim, I think um, that was definitely something that we addressed at half-time. I think we wanted to, to play a lot more field position and um, the way that guys like Ogar and Sexton did for them in the second half. So, um, I think we addressed that a little bit in the second half, but um, I think the main point throughout the whole game was just at the breakdown. I think they're they more physical and, and um, they, they were able to hold us, uh, and me particularly, off the deck a couple of times, which sort of cost us a bit of momentum in that first half. Paddy, what was the vibe out there, uh, mate, last night? Was it was it a case of attacking through the forwards, or or did the environment dictate, or the weather dictate that you couldn't throw the ball around? You had to be perhaps a little bit more direct. 
Um, I think we wanted to be we wanted to be reasonably direct. I think um, the way they defended they defended extremely well, and I think they um, outmuscled us at the breakdown. So we, we really weren't able to um, go wide effectively off, off sort of that slow breakdown ball. So. Um, I think it sort of, sort of started and ended at the breakdown for us. I think we weren't able to do the things we wanted to do because we weren't able to sort of get good, sort of consistent ball. And, Paddy, what has Coach Robbie Deans addressed the team after the game, or you'll have a team meeting today as well? What's uh, Robbie's comments been straight after the game? Um, he was obviously disappointed in how he played. I think um, we didn't um, put in a performance that he wanted to, and then... Um, he sort of spoke straight away about just learning from our mistakes and um, not sort of getting too bogged down in, in what happens now for us in the draw, just about worrying about um, sort of addressing those mistakes that we made and, and putting our best foot forward against the US on, on Friday night. Now, Paddy, I, I'm just looking at the uh, papers here this morning. You, you probably don't want to read the ones over the, uh, this end of the uh, the woods over here. There, a couple of old blokes have, uh, have teed off on you, but... You talk about moving forward. Uh, the game against America now, uh, it's going to be quite important. Change the team around, give the uh, give the non-22 blokes a go, or do you still stick with some you know key guns there? Uh, I'm not too sure. We haven't uh, we haven't spoken about that. I think um, we'll have to put um, our strongest sort of available side in the park. I think because we um, we want to get a, a good win. But um, Robbie sort of said from the start that um, that all. All 30 squad members will, will get some game time at some stage. So, um, yeah, not too sure what happened there. Probably find out pretty early in the week. Mm. And, Paddy, this is a World Cup. You, uh, apart from, obviously, yesterday's result, are you enjoying what's going on? I saw during the week, so probably Kepu going back to his school, getting emotional. There was that, that stuff. There's obviously a, a lot of feeling about the Wallabies. A lot of people be ribbing you. But are you enjoying the whole environment there? Yeah, it's been great. I think um, there's a lot of... Um, sort of atmosphere and excitement around the place just um, with all the, the different nations that are around and all the people that have come to support the different nations. So, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We haven't had a chance to, to see a lot of um, anywhere else other than Auckland at the moment, but it'll be nice to have a change of scenery and, and go to Wellington this afternoon and, um, I guess, push forward for the tournament. And you will, of course, be from now on supporting Italy to roll Ireland <laughs> uh, just to help you out a little bit. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I guess uh, it doesn't. I guess you've got to play everyone at some stage. So it doesn't matter too much. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see you get a win. Tony, I was just going to ask Paddy uh, your cultural activities there. I mean, it's a, it's a great place over in New Zealand. You uh, look at some of the photos here. The boys training in Queenstown with the mountains in the background. You guys haven't done any dwarf throwing or anything like that, Tony. <laughs> uh, Paddy, I should say. <laughs> Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing too exciting like that. Yet, thank you. We, uh, <laughs> might, uh, might keep that, that one up the sleeve for keep another that, time. Keep that in-house, yeah, in the team room only. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, Timmy Horan's got some addresses. He can send you to places. He knows it all. <laughs> 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 hey, Pat, I uh, realise how difficult it is after a game like that, but thanks so much for joining us on The Ruck. Really appreciate it, buddy. Good luck. Cheers. Thanks so much. Good there he is, Pat McCabe uh, from the Wallabies. <laughs> well done, uh, Berkey. Had to get it in somewhere. Yeah, had to get it in. Yeah. I tell you what, that's great, though, isn't it, from Pat McCabe to come on, uh, yeah. you know, early in the morning after a devastating loss by that uh, by the Irish. But uh, good on him. But they'll um, they need to keep going. They're a uh, they're a good side, and um, they'll have to win a couple of Tri Nation games to uh, make the final now. Who does big footy deals? Dick does at Dick Smith. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And speaking of selling the drama, one man who knows exactly how to do it is former Wallaby captain, uh, a World Cup winning captain, Nick Farr-Jones. Interviewed on radio 
during the week. Many of you may have heard this. Uh, I'm very keen to get the take of Tim Horan and Matt Burke on this. He was talking about Quade Cooper. Now, many, we've discussed it before. Quade Cooper seems to have a bit of an un- ongoing feud with Richie McCall, the all-black skipper. When I say feud, they like to punch each other's lights out. Uh, <laughs> it's terrific. It's healthy. Uh, when Quade does it, uh, Nick Fard jones thinks of him in this regard. It might just come and bite him on the arse. Someone should tell bullheads like that to pull their head in. Bullheads like that to pull their head in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's alone in his vibe on Quade Cooper. What, what did you boys make of of all that? I think Quade Cooper's getting under the skin of the All Blacks and all and the All Black support. I think it's great. The All Blacks have always got under the skin of the Wallaby players for many, many years. And um, in this new era, the, the younger generation of Wallabies don't have any fear and you know, they're not pushing the boundaries. They're not um, doing anything that's um, that's le- illegal. They're doing something that's sort of like the, the All Blacks have done for many years. So I, I think good on Quade Cooper and the team for you have to stand up in test rugby these days, otherwise you get pushed over pretty quickly. Do you know, do you remember we spoke about it, I think it was maybe last week, week before, AJ Wetton said uh, someone needs to pop him, I think it was, the, mm-hmm. the, the quote to someone, say, hey, just put a little one on the jaw and, and settle him down. I, I think at the moment, Timmy... Um, you know, I mean, the, there is a fine line, Berkey, as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That I think the Wallabies has always have always been a, a relatively endeared team to to other people. Um, mm. And you know, the old adage of "I support everyone else but New Zealand" when they're playing against them, type thing. So at the moment, that's what we're seeing. The signs we're seeing the signs of I don't I don't support the Wallabies basically, and you know, crowds, <clears throat> pardon me, booing as the Wallabies go on, and I, I just think. I don't know the, the 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 attention that Cooper's bringing the 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 niggle has has I don't know somehow detract or deterred from um, of what a good team this team can be when that when they play at the moment. It's certainly getting under the skin of people, no doubt about it. You don't think that uh, you know this was the same as any other year that the Kiwis would have supported any team that was playing the, against the Wallabies, given that you know that that rivalry, whether it be friendly oh, sure. or not, there is an intense rivalry that goes back you know generations between the two nations and, and rugby specifically. It's a healthy rivalry, though. It's uh, it's great. I think it's it's great for the game. It's uh, you know we we play against each other you know two or three times a year now and in, in test matches and then obviously Super Rugby as well. They love their rugby over here. Every ad on TV is about the All Blacks or about the World Cup. Mm. It's a uh, it's a wonderful atmosphere here in in Auckland. And now that as Pat McCabe said, they're going down to Wellington now to play against the USA. Even as we mentioned last week, the lesser known sides like Canada, what an upset win against Tonga. USA nearly beat Ireland. So these lesser nations, the Romanians, Namibia, uh, are, are so much closer now to these um, high and one-tier nations. So it's great for the game. It's it's 20 really healthy teams. There's going to be a couple of small blowouts like the All Blacks against Japan. But all in all, um, rugby uh, over the world is, is a lot closer together now. All right. If, if Nick Farr-Jones has, if there's some controversy there with Quade Cooper, um, we mentioned earlier the, uh, I know, Timmy, you haven't been to any dwarf-throwing and blonde-groping establishments, um, <laughs> but yet. certainly the, in the, in the English <laughs> rugby team has uh, Mike Tyndall, who's a skipper, he's all over... And wouldn't the British tabloids love this oh, kind they, of story? It's just, they chased uh, it, didn't they? <laughs> they what, it. what about the bouncer that came out and said, uh, "Mr. Tyndall, you're um, well, what do you say? He said you're a, you're a disgrace in the way you hold yourself." <laughs> it was like, Thanks very much. You like to go bop in one, but you like to do the AJ wet and bop. I think he's seven foot one, about one hundred and thirty five kilos. Now you're okay, mate. Take yeah. the video. And the Queen says we are not amused. Obviously, this is the, <laughs> Zara, of course, the, the, the royal wedding quite recently, but she's come out and said the blonde uh, who was helping Mike uh, look for her jewellery between her bosoms. <laughs> um, 
they were so practicing the, a, a rocket drill, I think it was. Uh, is that like, what it was? Get your body height a little bit lower, mate. <laughs> you know, remember the other day, the Argentinians, they, got just, they just got underneath you. <laughs> yeah, but she's an old friend, apparently. Now, that's an interesting state, and she doesn't care. Zara says, all fine, it's all above board, tickety-boo, no problem, which is, I think, most blokes would be going, wow, that's terrific. Yeah, I've got plenty of old friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know that, you know, take the, the, the blonde out of the equation. I honestly didn't know there was. And, I, and what, I, I, am I supposed to say dwarf, small person? I don't know. But dwarf throwing competitions, I thought, were quite rightly long gone, but not so in uh, New Zealand, it seems. Not, not in Queenstown, the deep south. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just finding its way down there now, I think, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> this is the first time it's happened there. <laughs> it's a revelation. They're bringing them it'll back. Go, it'll go to South Africa in 10 years. Who does big footy deals? Dick does. At Dick Smith. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Okay, Rugby World Cup 2011. Uh, the Wallabies, bad weekend for them. Uh, other scores, Argentina came back 43 over Romania, 8. South Africa, 49, beat Fiji, 3. South, uh, today, South Africa looked very strong. Yeah, they did. Well, they, they were their first game, Timmy, was a bit disappointing by their standards, I would imagine. So they really made a statement, didn't they, against Fiji? Yeah, they uh, did. Wales and Samoa, England, Georgia, France and Canada there today. I want to look at those as well. Who's just having a, a kind of broad canvas, Matty? Who have you been impressed by? Look, I mean, there's no doubt about the way Samoa played, uh, you know, the other day when they certainly just, I mean, they're just tallying up opposition in attack and also in defence. And Tui Alangi uh, on the wing there, he's just outstanding. Uh, you know, his brother's playing for England at the moment, but I wonder if they'll meet down the track. But he is someone that... You know, and, and people can identify. People identify saying, "Hey, look, they're playing a running style of game. Give it to him. Let's watch him do him start do his stuff." Um, but he grew up eating Fanta and biscuits, basically, uh, <laughs> is what I'm told. Five brothers used to get beaten up by one who now dresses almost exclusively as a woman. <laughs> but he, right. I hope you never meet the family, Tony. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts here. Uh, I was on the phone to Gordon Bray. He just told me to say this stuff. <laughs> he does look. The three tries against Namibia were just sensational. He is like saying, so are charismatic. You about Gordon, are you saying something about Gordon dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he's a crowd pleaser, isn't he? Oh, he is I tell indeed. you what, the Wales, the Wales-Samoan game will be probably the match of the tournament today and it'll probably decide who will finish second in that pool. And South Africa looked like they'll finish first, so Wales maybe second or Samoa second. But Tua Lang, it's an interesting story, Burke, isn't it? Like his younger brother, who's just turned 20, plays in the centres outside Mike Tyndall mm. uh, for England. And you know, I read an article last week about the brothers and, and what's going to happen if they go through to the semi-final or the final. And I think if England win the final, Burke, I think they receive about £120,000 if they win the final. If Samoa win the final, they get uh, 10000 Australian dollars. So it's a, wow. it's a big difference. But, um, I mean, Samoa's a wonderful country and, and they always excel at sevens. But um, the last couple of years they've been uh, really excelling at, at World Cup level. We talked about the, that, that match-up, the United States versus Russia. Of course, that happened during the week, the uh, United States getting the money. Uh, there was an interesting moment, though, at one point with the referee. And I, I don't know if you guys know much about uh, Dave Pearson, the referee. He seems like a, a terrific bloke. He was bowled over. Uh, knocked over, hit hit the deck, which is quite amusing. Then there was a bit of a scuffle <laughs> went on, uh, and he called in the captains. He was talking to Todd Cleaver, the United States captain, and this is what he had to say. Go talk to them both sides. Calm down, and you're getting my washing bill. 
That's terrific, isn't it? Have you, do you know this bloke or, or of him? Is he uh, legendary? Yeah, yeah. David, David Pearson used to train with us up in Newcastle when we're in the, in the UK. So he's a, um, a Geordie lad. And and he's got that sense of humour. He's got a bit of personality about him. And, and he, I don't know if you you've saw the game last night when they uh, when Bryce Lawrence, there was that uh, the, the head high after the, the knock-on for Kirtley Beale. Yep. And he said uh, 15 metres in from uh, – 10 metres in from number 15, the referee's gone – he said, "What? So ten meters in from the number 15, 15 from the number ten? He goes, mate, listen, just listen. Ten meters in, the number fifteen did it, and and so he had a bit of a laugh about it at the same time. So they need some personality as well to to keep things flowing and keep the game calm, if that's the word. Yeah. Well, the players, the players want the referee to actually talk to them, actually be be nice to them, call them by their names. I remember a, a referee, Burke. I think you were playing in nineteen ninety three in France. We played a pool game." Uh, a midweek game down mm. in Dax, down the south of France, and mm. we had to always have a, a local referee. And about two minutes into the game, he blew this, blew the whistle. Said penalty. We got off from the bottom of a ruck. I looked up and said, "Oh, who for, sir?" He said, "Us." So I knew then that we were, <laughs> I knew then that we were going to be in trouble. It was a tough I think game. The, penalty, a tough game. the penalty count was about thirty-two two. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's got to get out of there alive, I suppose, if he loses. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who does big footy deals? Dick does. At Dick Smith. Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby world. With Tony Squires to make up the three. And the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate. The Rock. The Sunday Rugby Show. It's not just tea I'm interested in. I'm anything to do with the tooth. I, I really like. I'm very good on the tooth. Don't mind a big meal. Uh, but I think in comparison, gee, I can't compete with uh, Ben Alexander. I was reading during the week, boys. I don't know if you've seen this or have seen firsthand what he can get up to. Talking about front rows, look, they're big units, aren't they? If you're watching any of the of Rugby World Cup 2011, you'll see from every nation uh, the blindside prop, which is just a big hunk of meat. Uh, and that's because they eat a lot. Five or six meals a day, Ben Alexander, he, he's, he goes through, and most of his front row partners do. That's in the morning. <laughs> Thank you, Timmy. He says that the theory, of course, is that uh, when you're hungry, your body's burning muscle. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a paradox, though, isn't it, for those front rowers? I would have thought. Muscle. Where is that? You know, <laughs> it's covered. <laughs> well covered. So we're just running through uh, some of these five or six meals that uh, Benny gets through a day. Half a chicken a burger, a pita wrap, and Portuguese paella, paella with chicken and rice. You go, you multiply that by five or six, that's a lot of tucker, isn't it? I mean, do you boys, you're svelte, you're in the back line, but you hung around or, you know, try to keep away from uh, the big blokes in your team. Who was really good at the uh, smorgasbord? I was going to say, uh, I might jump in straight away there. And yep. Do you know what they try and do at the end of that? They try and split the meal up uh, at the end of it. You know, so they've ordered you know, $150 worth. And they say, uh, yeah. you've had like a, a slight little uh, salad. And they say, yeah, we've got halves? Yeah, yeah, sure. No worries. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember Dickie Harry uh, years ago was, was, was pretty good on the chomp. And they did an interview uh, with him and Oz Durant. Oz Durant was playing oh, for South wow. Africa in 1999. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about the scrums. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Oz Durant said, I don't mind uh, if there's a bit of blood. And then they, 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 they gave Richard Harry, they, they told Richard Harry about that quote. And Dickie turned around and said, mate, I hope he's talking about his steak, you know, rare at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, these guys, they're, they're, on the, they're on the chomp. They are. They're, because they lift so much and they run so much, they're... Um, I think there's a bit of spare uh, there somewhere, you know, so yes. I think maybe I could cut down a little bit. Who does big footy deals? Dick does. At Dick Smith. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Matt Burke, we're talking before about uh, Fords mm. being very, very good on the tooth. Yeah. Uh, 
there was one man who I don't think was a Ford. No. Who, tell me that story. Yeah, it was a fellow called Morgan Turanui a couple of years ago, and he was, uh, would you say, robust centre? Uh, I think you could. Mm-hmm. And he uh, and he hurt his uh, hurt himself at training one day, and uh, he went off for the scans. It was like he you know hurt himself in the in the midsection. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been the obliques, could have been a strain ab type thing, and they worked out that he strained fat. So, um, and that was giving him the grief. So he tried to keep that quiet for about a week and a half, but then once it got out, it was like, yeah, play on, you are gone. That is always going to come back to bite you. There's plenty of on, apart from uh, the rugby going on in around the world. In Sydney, and I don't know whether you'll be able to get there, given the, the marathon is on. Uh, we'll have to work out your how you would actually get to Rose Bay. But the reverse singles in the Davis Cup, Australia, of course, have uh, gone one ahead with that amazing, terrific uh, doubles win yesterday. Roger Federer. It must be exhausted. He's come from the United States, from the, the US Open, that amazing centre court to Rose Bay, that grass court. Uh, he's, he concedes he's a little bit weary, put a lot of energy into that uh, into the doubles. He and Stan Vavinka were, were rolled. So Leighton Hewitt, if Bernard Tomic plays Roger Federer first, Leighton Hewitt, and say Roger gets up, Leighton Hewitt desperate for a live fifth rubber just to rub it in to uh, get the win for Australia. Should be a great day. for Federer, isn't it, to come all the way out here to Australia after the US and, you know, sit Sit down the back of the plane on economy to come all the way out. <laughs> he, is, he is one of the great ambassadors, though, isn't he, for any sport, Roger Federer. He turns up and uh, his interviews are beautiful. He's a brilliant man, terrific guy. All right, then. So let's wrap it up. Uh, what are you looking forward to this week, Timmy? You're in Auckland. Are you staying there or are you heading back to Oz? Yeah, staying here today. Um, I'll be sort of out and about and with a, hopefully a, a green Irish jersey on so I can just be part of it. And yes. um, <laughs> back back to uh, Sydney for a couple of weeks with Fox Sports. We've got to host a few more uh, games all through the week. And then I've got to go down to Nelson in a couple of weeks' time. So when the Wallabies play against Russia on a Friday down in, in Saturday down in Nelson. But obviously they play US uh, coming up in a, in a few days' time. So you'd expect that Robbie Deans will change the team around. Rob Horn will get a run. Beric Barnes. I wouldn't be surprised if they try Rob Horn at 12 inside centre to give him mm. an opportunity. Drew Mitchell will get a bit more time as well. So, And the likes of Rob Simmons and Higginbotham, etc. So I think just the colour of the World Cup has really um, surprised me in New Zealand. People are getting dressed up and really getting into the atmosphere and supporting the different teams around the world. So it's a wonderful tournament and it's been turned on its head from the uh, the loss from the Wallabies last night against Ireland. Yeah, and look, let, let's just start. I want you to put your hand up here now, the two of you. Uh, nobody's listening from the Australian team anymore, so you can be honest with me. <laughs> uh, the, the finals are going to be played at Eden Park. We, can, we haven't won there, uh, I think, since Noah was building that arc. So what chance, honestly, and in reality, given that loss last night, which was crucial, and we now, uh, barring any miracle, will play South Africa in a quarterfinal, All Blacks in the semifinal. This is, if we should we get through those to get to the final. Does, do the Wallabies have any chance, Matt? Makes it hard, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Makes it really hard. And then you look back to sort of that 95 uh, campaign when we lost against South Africa in that first game, put us on the other side of the draw. We, we, we got bundled out by, by England in that quarterfinal. So, it now means, as Pat spoke about before, Pat McCabe, about playing America, playing Russia, scoring as many points as possible, getting bonus points, you know, left, right and centre. Um, it's going to be tough, you know. And But the, the the World Cup is about winning, in a way, winning the three games at the end. And they call them cup games if you if you must. Yep. Win, win, win. And then you've got the trophy. And, and they're going to do it the hard way, but it's going to be incredibly tough on the way through. 
All right, well, there you have it. Uh, other rugby, of course, that Sydney Uni Manly game is on today and Queensland Cup, University of Queensland takes on Sunnybank. Uh, get out and enjoy your footy. Have a great week. We'll catch up with you next weekend. See you later, Ron. Good stuff, boys. Bye. Who does big footy deals? Dick does at Dick Smith. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.